Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Diversity in Fellowship. We're glad that you have uh, joined with us today to, to listen. We uh, took a break kind of from our uh, series last week, the I'm Not a Racist series, to uh, interview Isaac Adams about his book, Talking About Race. Uh, again, hopefully uh, check that out, g- give that interview a listen if you haven't yet, and uh, pick up his book. We'll talk a little bit more about that, I think, uh, with some of the topics uh, that we're talking about today. Um, but we do want you to do encourage you to check all that out. Uh, so today we're we're kind of going back to the going back to our, our series. I'm not a racist, um, and today's today's topic is I'm not a racist because I'm just telling the truth. Yes. So I'm people. You'll have people at times say to you, "Look, I'm not racist. I'm just telling you the truth. This is right. just the truth. These are just facts. Yes. I'm just telling you the facts. Right. But I'm not a racist. So that's what we're going to kind of dive into today. So so Pastor Kenny. What are some ways that we see this excuse being used? Yeah, so one of the primary ways that I see that excuse being used is by people who like to post on social media different statistics, right? different numbers that kind of support their their beliefs, whether okay. it, whether it's talking about police, policing, um, whether it's talking about um, poverty, all these other different things, crime stats, all Mm -hmm. these other things, Um, people who tend to post these things and in support of what they already kind of believe. Right. Yeah, I see see that a lot. Um, Also, see that when it comes to um, when you you don't want to necessarily talk about race, when you don't think race is necessarily the reason why there are – going on in different incidents incidents Mm. i can use words yes yes i can use for incidents Mm. and um when you look at some of the systemic issues and in different neighborhoods and and all that um yeah you got certain people who don't want to necessarily say it's race but they may say it's something else like Mm -hmm. you can say like fatherlessness is the issue in the black community Mm -hmm. and you, you know what that is true that is 100% right. true. Fatherlessness, kids being raised without fathers is a serious issue in the black community. But it, it doesn't necessarily deal with why that is uh, an, an issue, right? Right. It doesn't why necessarily so deal with whatever. the underlying mm-hmm. um, reasons why they may be an issue. So right. it's people who tend to, to not want to look at race as um, the the underlying factor around some of the issues mm. um, that's going on. Yeah. And then yeah. You, you got another category of people who just want to hold firmly to whatever stereotype that yes. they believe about different groups. Mm. And so I, I see this when, let's say, William, I say all white people have no rhythm. Yes. Right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's a stereotype that mm-hmm. black people have of white people. Right. But. Let's say I believe that only because all the white people I see can't keep can't clap yes. in church, right? Yes. <laughs> but it, it how many white struggle. people? It right. Is a struggle. How many yeah. white people am I actually looking at in church? Right. To yes. determine whether or not white people have rhythm. That's true. Yes. Right. 
And so if I take that little small subset and then I, I, I hold to that stereotype, it's true that the people right. that are in front of me. That's right. You got this run random white couple that comes and attends every now and then. Right. And they can't, they they can't, can't clap on me and they can't do it. And yeah. so, yes, it feeds, so, your, feeds it, your. It feeds into the stereotype. And you're mm. like, it's true, right? Because mm. every white person I know, yes. which may only be a handful, right, can't keep a beat. Right. So, but that doesn't mean that all white people can't keep a beat. Right. It's just a way for us to reaffirm uh, that stereotype. You're looking at something that's actually true, mm. but is it actually true throughout? Uh, broadly. All, like, broadly true, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you may know a bunch of black people and be like, well, all black people can't swim. Well, you know only a handful of black people who can't swim, right? Right. That's a stereotype that, that people have of black people. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that right. all black people broadly can't swim. It just means that it's true for you in in this small subset of people that you know. And so people who want to just really hold fir- firmly to stereotypes, they like, I'm just I'm just being honest, man. Right. All white people can't dance. See, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm gonna push back. I mean, if I need to put some videos of myself dancing, I mean, right, on the internet, right? we need to go ahead and do that. I was a dancing machine back in the day. No, Kenny. man. You, I, I mean, you don't understand. I, think I could get with your mom, and we can probably find some. I mean, I was. <laughs> Like, I went to the dance, and, like, people, you know how they had, like, the big circle, the dance yes. circle, you know? Dude, I'd be I'd be in the middle right. of that bad boy. Right, And then you would be evidence to right. a black I mean, person that all white people don't have rhythm. Now, now there you is. Would be, you would be the person they would hold up wait, and say. Uh, there, is a, and there, is a, there is an issue here because yes. it could just be that I thought I could dance. It could be. That's what it is. Right. I mean, I was young and arrogant and yes. all those things. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing more hilarious than somebody who thinks they can dance oh, yeah. and they are really getting mm-hmm. it. I mean, they are really getting it. They are <laughs> I mean, getting it. Right. And they are getting it They don't it care. They don't care what anybody thinks. Like getting they it, can dance. It, they getting it they're wrong. They're having fun. They're, they're getting, getting it wrong. Getting it very wrong. They're getting it very, very wrong. wrong. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. So those, those are some of the ways I, I we see that excuse happening. And when somebody kind of mm. push back and say, hey, that's that's racist, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you're a racist. They say, no. I mean, I got These are facts. I got evidence, right? Yeah. I got I got stats. I got mm-hmm. um I, I got all these charts and everything else. I, mm-hmm. I actually have this experience. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like it, the right. truth may hurt you, but this is what, this is what I see. Right. Can't argue with the truth. Can't argue with the truth. This right. is, this is um, obviously true. You just have a problem because yeah, you just want to make everybody a racist. Right. Yeah. So then was, I mean, Obviously, there are some, <laughs> we're saying true things, yeah. right? And so, uh, and these people who are, are kind of kind of using these arguments, I mean, they're saying true things. So what what's wrong with this? What's yeah. wrong with this excuse for not being a racist? Yeah, you know, we, we want to say out front that we should all be seeking the truth when it comes to these, you know, racial matters, right? right. When we're talking about race, we all need to be seeking the truth and, and all those things, but... What tends to happen is that we, we will take statistics, we, we will take facts, and we will use them in a way that already affirms what we believe strongly. Mm. Like what we've already been fed from Fox News or CNN or, or our political parties or politicians mm-hmm. or even our parents, we, we tend to take those, take those stats or we will find stats that will support 
what we already believe instead of taking that information and looking at it objectively mm. we tend to take it and already and and filter it through what we already believe mm. and and that can be problematic we 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 see that with the word of god right yeah <laughs> like we, that's right. we tend to 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 pick different mm-hmm. verses that support what we want to already do or or what we want right. to believe instead of looking at the context and, and looking at it objectively. Yeah, it's the person who says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. So load up the, you know, load up the dumbbells, load up the, the weights, load up the... <laughs> right, I know, got this. I'm about to dunk this basketball. You right. Know, I'm short and I can't jump, yes. but I'm about to dunk it because I can do all things through Christ. I can do it. Strengthens yeah. me. We we know that that's not what that verse, right? Because it's ripped out of context. Yes. Just like statistics can be ripped out of context. Absolutely. So yeah. what else, brother? What, what are some other wrong ways... Well, what's wrong with that excuse? You know, kind of d- sticking with our um, talking about the scriptures. I mean, there we're called to speak the truth. We are called to do that, but we're called to uh, speak the truth in love. Yes, right. And and so sometimes we can be, you know, just yelling and these are these are these are facts and these are facts. You just want to argue. You just want to argue with the fact. You can't argue with the facts. You can't. Right. You know, and it's like. Uh, I don't think you're speaking the truth in love. Yes. Right. And I don't think you're you're thinking through that, you know. And again, um any anytime you're using you know, you're using statistics or using quote unquote facts to support what you already believe, there is a tendency that you're being selfish because you're not even considering the other side. Right. And so you can't really be claiming to speak the truth in love if you're not even willing to listen to what uh, someone else is saying. Yeah, you know, or consider, or consider statistics that don't actually agree with your uh, worldview or what what you believe, right? I mean, right. that's what you see a lot. Is it's like you got you got both sides just throwing statistics at each other, <laughs> and it's yeah. like you guys aren't even pausing to kind of listen to each other, figure out where you're at, you know. So I, I think that's another I think that's another problem with with this is that we're just not speaking the truth in love. So. Uh, the the next one that I I think another one that is problematic is kind of this tendency to focus on the effects yeah right? um and not some of the causes yeah right? so you you brought up the kind of the fatherlessness or or, or poverty or you know uh, education like there these are these might be problems you know you would say well some of these are the these are the real problems in the black community yes and I hear that all the time right. right? Uh, it's not racism. Racism is not the reason why the black community is struggling. It's yeah. it's fatherlessness. Yes. You know? And yet you're 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 just you're not considering what has caused fatherlessness. Yeah. Right? And so some of it, yeah, you know, when you're talking about fatherlessness, some mm-hmm. of it is, you know, just men not being men in the home. Right? They're they're Creating babies, they're not sticking around to take right. care of the kids, right? There is personal responsibility. Right, there, there is some mm-hmm. personal responsibility. But when you think about things like the war on drugs, also, mm-hmm. right? When, yep. when you and the uh, unfair sen- sentencing that came yep. with that, right? Mm-hmm. You, well, you're sending fathers to prison for extended periods of time, um, are, are people who were actually addicted to drugs and not yep. necessarily even looking to distribute them. And you're sending them to prison in, in numbers that are so disproportionate right. to other communities. Mm-hmm. And 
Okay, now you wonder why there are not as many fathers in the home as well. So it's not just, okay, fatherlessness and we just need to make we just need to make men more accountable. Yes, we definitely need to do that. But you also need to look at there have been racist policies that have taken fathers out of the home. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not looking at both of those things and just looking at one Mm-hmm. So that you can eliminate the the racist yeah. aspects of the of mm-hmm. it, then you have a problem, right? Yeah. Or um, thinking about crime, like we can we can um, spout out all types of statistics about crime, right? In, in different communities, but you have to look at the reason why the crime is, is there. So you could talk about well, well, when poverty is is in a community, you're likely to have, there's a direct correlation between poverty and crime rates, mm-hmm. right? Direct yeah. correlation. But you, then you have to ask the question, why is the poverty there, right? And mm-hmm. then you can start looking at things like redlining and other things that mm-hmm. prohibited communities from having generational wealth. Yep. And so when you get into those things, then they have a racial aspect to them. And, yep. and, and there's an obvious, you know, underlying reason why those things exist. And so if we could continue to look at kind of these effects or, or these symptoms and not kind of get to the underlying disease. Right. Um, even though you, you are true in saying that fatherlessness and poverty and education and all those things are part of the problem, you're mm-hmm. not necessarily getting deep enough into why yeah. those problems exist. I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but it's its facts ignoring facts. Yes. Right? I mean, so it's like fatherness, fatherlessness is a fact. That's right. a personal issue. There's no such thing as systemic racism. Yes. I mean, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, don't uh, we do that with the Word of God, too, though? <laughs> we do. Yeah, we you do. go have a sword fight with, with different scriptures. Know, like. It's like, yeah, but you your fact is not considering the other facts. Right. Right. You're not considering the fact that there was higher um, um, incarceration rates, right? Yes. I mean, and, and there was, um, that was racially motivated. Yes. And, and and again, you can't have if you if you're going to talk about facts, um, you know you can't you can't ignore other facts, right? Which, and and I, I think bringing up the scriptures is a good point, right? If you're going to try to develop some kind of doctrine on you know the doctrine of uh, man's sinfulness, yes. right? You can't ignore certain passages because they don't fit with the doctrine you want to come up right, with, right? And then claim I've got a biblical doctrine of men's depravity. Yeah. You've got to deal with all the scriptures, all, all the passages, right? And I think that's what we have to do specifically, man, and this is huge. Like when we're trying to to answer questions about racism in the history of America, let's just deal with yeah, right, our context. You you got to you you have to be willing to deal with all the facts. Yes. With and and that means going all the way back to our founding and going all the way back through the history and right. and looking at these different things. You can't just say, well, you know, yeah, it, it was bad back then, but racism's it's over now. Right. It's like no, you're not dealing with the <laughs> you know, and then spouting off some kind of statistic to try to right. support that or something. Uh, we've changed all the laws, so everything's fine. Yeah. It's like no, 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 no. You you have to. You gotta let you gotta let your facts be built upon facts, right? You know, and 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 let those facts be built upon facts, and and, yes. and try to deal with the whole, um, uh, I mean, the, the whole of the history. If you're going to yeah. understand the history, deal with all of the history, not just the portion that uh, seems to support you. If you're going to understand t- statistics, try to deal with all of the statistics, not just the ones that support you, right? right. So, yeah, um, we can we can say like. 
truth doesn't necessarily like like we we talk about the Bible. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. So right. it's it's not that you need to like take take one scripture and and try to fight it against another sure. part of scripture because it's not going to contradict itself, right? And so we we can deal with all these different things. Like you can deal with fatherlessness, and you can deal with incarceration rates, and you can deal with uh, drug use, and all those different things. They don't have to necessarily contradict each other. But when we when we blind ourselves to to different elements uh, of the problem, then we end up coming up with solutions that don't work. Right? That's right. Because we're we've been we're blinding ourselves to um, other aspects of it. And if you're not thinking through that, you're going to come up with a solution that is going to be um, hmm. th- that's not going to be inadequate. It's yeah. just not going to, to to solve the issue. So we should want to um, think think through these deeper instead of just um, focusing on things that kind of support the narrative that hmm. we're not racist. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So uh, uh, another thing that's kind of wrong with this yeah, excuse yeah. is that um, we need to be a little bit more discerning about when to speak the truth and and when to lament Mm. and um isaac adams book the um author we we interviewed last week it it talks about that it talks Mm. about um, the book is talking about race and and there are times when um people are not ready to receive the truth from you right Mm if i'm if i'm hurting (laughs) right if i'm hurting i'm not ready to necessarily here you spout off some facts yeah, <laughs> just right. not mm. like you need to come alongside of me and weep with me as i weep as yeah. the bible tells us to weep with those who weep yeah and so you you come in and and telling me about um you know crime rates and and policing and all those different things that's mm. not going to have any effect on me <laughs> whatsoever actually it's right. going to probably make me mad yeah if mm-hmm. I'm being, if I'm emotional, if I'm um, fed up yep. at that point in time, there's, we have to be more discerning about the when and the what, like, what do I say um, when it is time to speak the truth or, or, and when do I say it? Yeah, I think that's good. I, I remember preaching one time. I can't, I think I was preaching at the end of Ephesians, but I, w- I was just talking about this, this, because I think this can be hard for us at times, especially as people who believe the Bible, and and people who are, are like we we believe in truth, we believe in absolute truth, and and yes. and it's almost this idea that anytime there's a problem, or anytime somebody's suffering, or anytime somebody's going through something that's hard, we should just be able to come in with the truth, and that make everything okay, right? And but but we have to understand that's not always the case, right? I yeah. mean, sometimes it takes our hearts and our minds. I mean, because we're all continuing to struggle with impatience we're continuing to struggle with our own sins and we're we're emotional beings right and right. we have to process and think through and um i mean you need you, you walk up to somebody who's just lost a loved one and say hey you need to stop crying they're they're in heaven right and it's like <laughs> i don't think that's a good pastoral right. that's not a good way to minister that is that may very well be true that if is they a true have statement. trusted in jesus right it is right but it, it is horrible for you to not, say that at the time yeah and so i i think i think sometimes we have to figure out figure that out i, I remember using what i was going to say with the uh, using the analogy of like um somebody standing at the top of kind of a 
um, like a uh, maybe a hole or something. Yes. And somebody has fallen down into the hole, right? Right. It's kind of an emotional pit, right? They're suffering, they're struggling, or whatever. Yes. And you got somebody standing up at the top of it, yelling Bible verses down at them. Right. You know, like just pull yourself up and yeah. get it together. And yes, you can do all things through Christ. It strengthens you. <laughs> just jump out of the hole. Jump you know? up. Come on. And 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 I, I was I, the point I was making is that we need to be able to to empathize with people. And yes. I said, what you've got to do is go down in the hole first. Right. You got to get down there in in the in the trenches with them emotionally. You got to weep with those who weep. Yes. Right. You got to hurt with them. Mm-hmm. And that may take a season. Right. I mean, it may take a minute. I mean, it, it may be a while. Right. But then once you do that, then, right, and and you have to be very sensitive to this. You have to follow their lead. It may, may be yes. even and they who are the ones who at some point say, hey, yeah, I mean, I need to. I need I need to talk to you about I need to hear some truth, right. you know, or whatever. Yeah. But you you it's almost you're almost earning the right to be able to speak the truth. Yes. Right? And I think that's part of speaking the truth in love. Right. Is is being discerning about those situations. Yeah. And not just rushing in and you know throwing out statistics when people are hurting. Yeah. You know, or speaking the you know speaking the quote unquote truth when uh, people are just trying to process. I mean, yeah. they're trying to deal with stuff. So I, I think that's such an important... And I, I think if we're honest, that's that's an area where we just we got to really it's work hard. on that. You know, we're yeah. not that's not we're not very good. I'm not. I, I mean, I've that's been a battle for me as a pastor. It's a battle for me as a husband at yes. times. You know, and um and so I, I think learning how to learning how to do that is is very very important. Amen. So, Pastor, what is Kenny? What is we we've, we've kind of said this is these are probably not uh, maybe not the best way to handle this. Yes. What what's a we each, each time we try to come back and say, what's a better approach? Better approach, yeah. So, what would you say? So when you're when we're talking about using statistics and 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 facts, avoid using them in a way that kind of supports your narrative already, and realize that there's a temptation on all sides, every every side, yeah. left, right, up, down, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have we have this temptation to manipulate the facts to support what we. But we already believe and we have to be discerning enough to know when people are doing that. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I just remember like uh, like it depended on who you listen to in regards to even COVID, like uh, that they will change the numbers or, or the way mm. they present the numbers yes. in order to yes. to get you to support. Well, only one percent of the people who get COVID die. Well, okay. Well, that one percent can be three million, right? <laughs> we we talking about one percent, just one percent, right? It's just one percent. But both of them are true. One percent and yes. three, you know, our nine hundred thousand right. have died, right? But how we, however we we try to frame that, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to get, we're trying to uh, support our narrative, right? Yeah. So if I'm using the point one percent, if I'm using uh, nine hundred thousand. Both of them are true. Yep. It's just okay. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to accomplish by this? Right. Right. What? What am, am I trying to support the narrative that I already believe? Right. Right. We we have to avoid that. What else would you say? Well, what is another approach? Better well, approach. I mean, I think you know. Again, and I and I've kind of hit on this some, but but just just being careful with the tone that we use. Being oh, yeah. being able to empathize. Being able to speak the truth in love. You know, working through those passages, praying through that. You know, I mean, it. it uh, you know, this was good, and um, 
Isaac's book as, as well. I mean, like, just really understanding that our conversations, we, we got to think through those maybe a little bit better. Yes. You know, we got to think through the timing of them. Right. And think through, okay, when is is my brother ready ready to have this conversation? Maybe, maybe he's not, you know, and do, is my... Does my brother want me to come and throw a bunch of facts at him at this point? Is that yeah. is that really going to be helpful and encouraging to my brother, you know, or yes. my sister? And so I, I think you know, just praying through those things, uh, working on our uh, understanding our tone at times. Yeah, you know, um, you know, not 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 loving. I mean, I think we have to be careful too with uh, loving principles more than we love people. Oh man, that's you good. know, I mean, just yeah. just slowing down and saying, you know what, I really love this person. I don't have to, and, and loving this person is not a compromise to the Lord. It's not. You know, <laughs> like the Lord wants me to love this person. Right. And I mean, does that mean I need to tell them lies or tell them, you, you, no, 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 but you can, you can love this person and, and in time get to some of the truth and some of the different things that you feel like maybe they need, you know, you need to talk to them, talk about with them. But I, I think that's, Again, I I, th- I think the uh, just praying through that, paying attention to that tone, uh, and speaking the truth in love is important. What else? What else would you add? Yeah, there? you know, kind of going with the tone is it's like we we have to realize that, and, and and on social media, it's hard to discern tone. Yeah, you're you are. Here's the thing: you are not winning anybody over <laughs> to right. your beliefs. Yeah, using statistics on social media. Mm. I, I, it's hard for me to believe that right. you're going to win anybody over with your hateful post <laughs> right. with facts right. on social media. It's just, it's just hard. E- even if you have the best intentions, it's just right. hard to read tone on Twitter and on Facebook or wherever else you're using. So right. we, we just have to be mindful of that. And really, as you're, you're saying, just really get with people. And, mm-hmm. and and have those conversations with people. Yeah. And I, I would just add another another better approach is just do more research, more studying about the long long term effects of racism. Yep. Like um there there are books, there are, mm-hmm. are people to follow, there are all ter- sorts of ways in which we can learn more about these different issues instead of just continuing to hold firmly into yep. hey, you know, this is the issue in the black community, this is the issue in the uh, Latino community. This is the mm-hmm. issue in the white community. We can, um, we can not hold hold to those things, and we can we can do more research. We can study more about those things before we actually speak words that yeah um, may be true, but it may not be um, yeah. covering the whole picture. And we we've talked about this a ton, but I, I really do believe like my ignorance on the the true history of this country allowed me to really ignore a lot of yes arguments and things that people were saying because right. of because my my history was kind of whitewashed you yeah. know and uh I don't think that was I wasn't purposely trying to ignore stuff that was just what I knew you know yeah. and and so but when when I began to say okay I need to hear some I need to hear from other other voices you know and think through some of these other issues talk have conversations with Kenny about how does he view Columbus, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like when I when I began to kind of do some of that, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I see how I see how my my mindset and my view has been shaped, um, and 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 how I need to I need to do a little bit more digging to to help with that. And so that was that was actually really helpful for me. It's been really helpful for me, humbling for me because I realize I've been wrong on a lot of stuff. 
but but helpful, you know. Yeah. So, um, what else? Would you add anything else there? No, I, I think you covered it. You know, knowing, knowing when to lament when yes. somebody's hurting, all yes. those different things. Um, re- mm. Realizing when people are ready to to speak. You know, I think about Job. Like Job mm. and his friends, That's they good. come and they sit yeah. down with them for seven days, don't say a word. They're just with them in his right. pain. And then they start talking. That's right. And they're actually, I mean, they're actually telling the truth in a lot of places. I've seen pastors misuse it and and quote right. it, you know, quote right. quote like, Joe no, Trans as quote, yeah, like yeah. don't be quoting that. But uh, right. yeah, they're actually telling the truth in some places about God. Right. But it is not what Joe needs to be hearing. Yeah. And they're actually they're misapplying the truth in, in regards to Job a lot. So That's right. Yeah. Um, you you got to be careful about that. Um, learn when to lament. Learn to just sit with people in their pain and and mm. um, just love on them. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So we actually got a diversity resource this week. We are going to recommend Isaac Adams' book. We recommend you go back and listen to the interview we did with him last week and and pick up his book talking about race. Um, It it covers a lot of this about how how to even speak the truth and when to speak the truth. Uh, Really engage in really really creative way in which he talks about it. So we encourage you to pick that up. Yes. And so... That leads us to our crazy question. So here, yes. our, we've talked a lot about statistics today, yes. Kenny. So we're yes, gonna yes, we're yes. gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull our crazy question from this. What is the most kind of frustrating statistic that you have heard? Like the statistic that you're like, y'all, are you are mo- that is pulled out of context. It's not helpful. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so what would you say? So the the there's a lot of them in sports, but I'm yes. gonna go in a different direction. There's okay. a lot of them in sports where it's just we we've gotten ridiculous with it. But the one statistic that I, I really do hate to see is when I go into a church yes. and they have different levels of givers posted on the wall. Nice. <laughs> like you got platinum givers, gold givers. Like if you gave a certain, like over 10,000, you get oh. a platinum. You give over five, you get the gold. You get over one, you might be silver. This, and, uh, that could be a black church, white church difference. Man, I think I think it is. I, and, and you I know what? Like most churches are smart enough to know that this is a problem, but I've right. seen it, so I have to say it. Right? This is the stat. It's a statistic. <laughs> like you've given you given true. a certain amount to where it is you, that your platinum or gold or silver. Like, yes. no, that is that is the most frustrating thing that yes. I think I've ever seen. Okay. Yes. Like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it sick. Oh, man. What like, the world. What about you, man? What's the most frustrating yeah, statistic I mean, you've like, ever heard? Uh, my sports one, my sports example is always Russell Westbrook, right? Yeah. Because he's like the king NBA of the triple-double. And then you watch the games, and they're like handing him rebounds, and <laughs> right. everybody's yeah. getting out of the way yeah, so he can get the rebound, you know? And I'm like, that, I, that's – anyway. Yeah. So – but my other one is kind of along your lines. At, they're always – they used to always, when I first became a, a pastor in the SBC, they're always throwing out the 15 million uh, – we're the largest denomination in uh, America, right? Yes. 15 million members, 16 million, whatever it was. And and then and then they would throw out the statistic and and we have at least seven or eight million in attendance on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like we are the largest, most unhealthiest right. denomination. Because have how could that how can that work, right? How half of you, our people don't really want to show up on half Sunday. Half of our people aren't even coming. <laughs> That's terrible. That is not good. Right. So 
that was always the one that made me shake my head. I was like, yeah, we got a lot of members, but we got some we got some issues, guys. We got to deal with right. these, right? Uh, let's not be. Uh, let's not have one fact ignoring the other facts. Right. Right? Some of them can't come because they probably did. That's it. There's some truth in that. That's some truth in that. Right. Clear off our roles and at right. least got to get the people who have gone on to be with the yes. Lord. Get them yes. off of our roles. They still so. count. I mean, they they, they worship with Jesus. That's so. right. They're in the kingdom. Right. right well, hey, thanks so much for uh, tuning in this week. We hope um, that that's been encouraging or funny or whatever we've uh, helped you with this uh, week, and we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.